0: What's up, y'all? My name's Shelby, and I'm your host here on the Stories with Shelby podcast. On each episode, I have a conversation with a special guest who shares a story from his or her life, because life is way too short to live a great story and not tell anyone about it, or to journey through the struggles and not share the lessons you learned along the way. So calling in on the line today from the sunny state of Florida, (laughs) we have my cousin, Nicole. Would you say hey to everybody, Nicole? hey so let's jump in and you know what before we do i feel like we need to share a little bit of something from our childhood what would you say one of our favorite childhood memories would be
1: being at grandma's house we used to go there and
0: go swimming during the summer that is a throwback that was like the hangout spot that was the place to be like oh we were the cool mm-hmm. kids we're going swimming at grandma's that <laughs> <So it> was <laughs> fun times man those were simpler days not a care oh, in yeah. the world let's just hang nope. out and go swimming and eat food and life is good <laughs> Yep, i miss that I miss those days oh mm-hmm. me too me too let's not like tell people don't be in a rush to grow up like it's too no we have to be an adult <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i don't want an adult <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. But hey, we uh, we definitely have to ask you your random question because okay. it wouldn't be the podcast introduction if we didn't. Let's just say that somebody was going to give you a nice amount of money with one condition. You have to start a business with it. So what kind of business would you start?
1: I am an esthetician, so I do work at like a wax place right now. I want to open my own wax place. So maybe cool. just opening my own franchise or owning my own small business because what I do now is very popular down here because people get their Brazilians
0: done. So I do those all day, every day. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I bet. Well, when you live in Sunshine (laughs) State.
1: Yes, maybe just not waxing, but like, you know, add other stuff to it because I can do like facials and all this other stuff. Like Mm -hmm. have you on a little spa, basically.
0: Nice. Yeah, I totally dig that. That's cool. Well, hey, if I hear of anybody, you know, giving out grants for (laughs) potential small businesses, I will hit you up. Uh, All right, thank you. Of course. Um, Well, well, jumping into uh, the reason why I uh, invited you on the podcast uh, today, um, I wanted you to get to share a little bit of your story. Because as you and I were talking about it, you made some really good points that I think a lot of women can really be encouraged. um, Hearing about your story and what you went through. So walk us back, I guess, maybe, I don't know, six or seven years ago and tell us what was going on in your life at that point.
1: I had an ex-boyfriend. We broke up things. So then I got together with my now ex-husband, the father of my daughter. We met on Plenty of Fish, like the dating website. And mm-hmm. everything was good. Super sweet. Everything you could ever imagine. He was super nice. Like, his parents were nice. You know, brought him around my friends everything. that my friends were like, oh, he's being like a weird, like these are some red flags. But like, I didn't really see them. And I'm like, you're crazy. You're just mm-hmm. jealous. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. And my ex-boyfriend was like, I don't really like him. I'm like, you're just jealous. You want me back now. And- all this stuff. Like he came to grandma's house and proposed to me my ex-boyfriend. And hmm. I was like, no, you're just jealous because I'm with my new guy and you could have had me, but you left. Wow. So just all that stuff was going down. And I still stay with him and like we broke up here and there but it was over like stupid conversations so mm-hmm. he was like nicole let's go move to nebraska It'd be cheaper whatever i didn't tell my parents didn't do any didn't tell nobody i packed up my car at, like 11 o'clock at night and we left at like two in the morning and drove to nebraska it's an 18 hour drive so we were just driving to nebraska gonna go stay at his friend's house with a week later we got an apartment I got a job. He had a job. So we're living in Nebraska. I don't have any family. He moved me out there because he knew I didn't have any family or friends. So that was to control me better. I couldn't wear certain clothes, no dresses, no, like, thongs. I wore jeans. This is it. He controlled me that way. Didn't really bother me. I was the only child being a girl, so my dad was like, you can't dress like this. You know, I'm just used to that. Grandma was the same way. No low-cut tops, you know, no short shorts. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. So it didn't really bother me. So he stole my engagement ring from Walmart and proposed to me down in his basement. Like, I don't remember what happened, but... I guess I said yes and then then we get pregnant with Kaylee and then we had Kaylee and then she was three months old when we got married but we went to the courthouse got married went to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards his cousin was a witness oh, one wow. of my co-workers was a witness and that was pretty much it and then a couple like a week later like he's told me lies and stuff he had another kid with somebody and didn't tell me. I reached out to her. She told me everything. She's like, Nicole, if you can get out now, get out now. You and your daughter need to be safe. Yeah. And I didn't know what she meant by that. And I was doing child care because I still have an early child education degree. Mm-hmm. So I was doing daycare. I got free daycare for Kaylee. I was doing everything for her. Mm-hmm. He would lie about going to work and then him not working. Or he'll work for a little bit and then come home. And if we needed money, he would sell his, like, Xbox or something and then get the money for it. And then when he got back to work, he would just get enough money for another Xbox, buy it. He's been through so Mm. many game consoles. He sat at home and played video games all day. That's basically what he did. Mm. All night. All day. So, I was the only one working. So, then I met his dad and stepmom. She was a cosmetologist. She had her own salon. So, she was like, why don't you go to school? So, then the apartment we were living at my parents had helped us out because like I wasn't making enough money to support everything we lost the apartment because we couldn't afford it anymore oh, no. so we got kicked out I went to school Kaylee just turned one so I was going to esthetician school and then I worked with her set stepmom after I got done with school it's a four and a half month program At this time, I was like, okay, well, my parents moved out to Nebraska because they came to help me with Kaylee, and then they couldn't handle the cold, so they're about to move to Florida. So I was (laughs) like, oh, I kind of want to move to Florida. And Uh so then I was like, me and they were fighting for a while, and I was like, hey, I think we should call it quits, and I'm going to file for divorce. And he was like, okay, yeah, sure. So then I filed divorce. Throughout this whole time, he's very emotionally abusive. He would tell me I was fat, and if I got too fat, then he would dump me. If I didn't lose the weight after having Kaylee, he wouldn't be with me. He would tell me, like, I wasn't good enough. I was a bad mom. It was just, like, all this stuff. And he would say, like, I'm a bitch and, like, all this stuff about me. That I was this horrible person. So it was all emotionally. And then it was, like, mentally because I feel like I'm not good enough still to this day. And then... Financially, because I would make my money and I didn't know this stuff. So then I was going to call it quits. And then I said something about his his other kid, and you could see his eyes going from one to 10, like how angry he was. So Kaylee was in Mm. bed and he just gave me this look and he came up and like kicked me in the shins and like threw me to the ground. And Mm. then I grabbed my phone and my keys and went outside. I knew Kaylee was safe. He would never hurt her. So Mm -hmm. I called my parents, they called the cops. Mm. He tried to commit suicide before he's been on therapy going to meds everything so then I got away so mm-hmm. he had a warrant for his arrest in Nebraska I moved with my parents then he's telling me oh I love you Nicole I'm so sorry like why don't we try this again me being stupid was like okay yeah let's try this again and I didn't follow through with the divorce so I get my money for security deposit so I jump on a plane me and Kaylee and move back so we're staying in the sister's basement so I was like okay cool so I go get I go back to this job I was working at got paid more he wasn't working because he has a warrant for his arrest so he can't do anything so I'm working doing everything paying the rent down there trying to help and he got mad at me and he threw me against the wall and choked me so his stepdad passed away then his mom passed away so he got money from his mom passing away and so he is like oh I spent all of his mom's money and all this stuff I didn't I was like I bought stuff for Kaylee because you told me to and then after that I met my friend Tia well Tia we worked together and she was like Nicole like I don't like the way he does this well anyway have you ever watched how I met your mother
0: a little bit yeah Uh uh-huh
1: so they go in and do like this um intervention so basically, that's what she did to me. And brought I friend over. <laughs> nice. we, were, we made pancakes and stuff, and we we're just Aww. eating. And she is like, "We can get you a new place. Like, you don't have to leave. You can. We can get you out. Like, just trying to help me." And mm-hmm. I was like, "No, no, he's fine. Like, you know, I love him. He's great. You know, basically lying for him because, like, even mm. I lied to my family about him. Just, just trying to be that good wife and everything." Then uh, this was my last draw. We had one bedroom down there. So we use it as Kaylee's room. I was sitting in the bedroom. Kaylee was sitting on my lap. He comes in and goes, Nicole, can I go through your phone? I'm like, no, you're not going through my phone. And he just kicks me in the shoulder, saying, my head went oh my through gosh. the drywall. And Kaylee sees everything. So Kaylee's like, Daddy, Daddy, no. She just mm. turned two. And so she runs outside crying because he knows that he screwed up. His sister comes down and was like, Nicole, like, you just you should just leave. I was like, no, like, this is his fault. Like, why am I leaving? You need to talk to your brother. So then a week goes by. I put my two weeks in at work. He doesn't even know I'm leaving. Every weekend, I would sneak stuff out of the house and go take it to grandma's house. It was my day off. I was going to get diapers for Kaylee and went off on me. And I literally yeah. was like, I can't do this. I went to my friend's house, dropped Kaylee off, went and talked to his sister's husband. Like, this is what's going on. You need to know. Like, he wants to kill himself, so the guns are yeah. upstairs. You need to go deal with it if you don't want your kids to see this. And we'll be calling the cops to get the rest of my stuff. My friend picked out the rest of my stuff, drove me to Grandma's house, went there. My dad was there the next day. He got up that morning, drove. It's 18 hours from here to Grandma's house. Picked me up at 1 o'clock in the morning, had all my stuff outside. We left Grandma's house at one thirty. got back at, like, 5 in the evening. I went to legal aid filed divorce so that got finalized right before this whole corona stuff happened so in February so I have full custody of Kaylee but he can get visitation two hours a month so I've been living here almost two years he hasn't came or seen her I don't get child support I'm doing this on my own but to the great side of the story <laughs> is um, I did find an amazing guy. So Aww. he's amazing. He has his own daughter. So he helps and he thinks of Kaylee as his own. So he's Aww. there for me and Kaylee all the time. It's never too late. I feel like I'm starting life over again. Like I started my job. Everybody's like, why Florida? Why are you here? So I tell the story to them. And they told me about this woman's shelter down here. If people are in need, like if you're in the same situation, you can go there and you can live. And it's very Mm -hmm. secured and everything. But I was going there to talk to a counselor and I took a test and they basically said if I didn't get out, he would have killed me. Hitting that like scary to me. and I learned about how it was like emotional abuse, physical abuse, financial Mm. abuse, and like gives you symptoms of stuff and you're like, oh my gosh like yes yeah like it was everything was yes to every little thing that he's done so I've been through a lot of therapy I mean most people I mean my parents know grandma knows but like no one in the family knew about anything they didn't know Mm -hmm. that I actually moved up and went someplace no one knew about anything and then like when they found out they were like oh we had no clue he took me away from all my family like I was very family oriented Mm -hmm. i've had all my friends like i've lost my best friend since fourth grade
0: because of him wow and now you're you're on the other side of it though um and and you're right wow i had i had no idea too i mean i knew you had you had moved around at some point but wow yeah i had no idea i'm pretty speechless over here (laughs) i kept muting myself uh, in case the dog would bark but i wish you could have seen like the look on my face like Holy smokes. Wow. Well, I am like if it's not too cheesy to say, I am so stinking proud of you. Like for for figuring that out and getting through it and getting out of it and and starting over. You made it through all of that and more. <laughs> And you still have a, a beautiful, smart, sweet, you know, four-year-old daughter and um, mm-hmm. your health and, and her health and both of your happiness. And I mean, that's insane, but it's also beautiful that you were able to like start over. Um, and as hard as that might be, like, I'm still just so happy for you that you got like a redo, like an and a start over.
1: Like, I um, hope so. Cause like, I'm like, look back and I'm like, wow, all my family, like you got married. Like, <laughs> what am I doing wrong in life? And I'm like... Uh nothing like, okay
0: man the the comparison game is is not a fun one like I, I definitely feel that too sometimes but. I was
1: like <laughs> I was married but I was like it wasn't a real marriage I'm like I want the real marriage I want the real
0: like yeah. I want
1: the real proposal with the real ring and everybody's like you're not old I'm like well I just turned 30s so I feel like I'm really old
0: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 30s the new 20 <laughs> you
1: No, know? oh. I'm like oh my gosh and I'm like well then I kind of want to have another kid like I don't want Uh Kaylee to be alone (laughs) I was only child I'm the only one in the family that's only child
0: oh wow that's so funny I never thought of that yeah so I
1: was so upset at everybody (laughs) I was like everybody has a sibling except for
0: me uh man well um uh, this has been awesome <laughs> i love that we were able to laugh at the end of it and look back and see positives and like look at the positives now but i do want to ask you one more question as we wrap up looking okay. back at your at your whole story past to present if our listeners could walk away with like one piece of advice if they take away one thing from today um even if it's just a little piece of encouragement like what what would you what would you want that one thing to be what would you say to them
1: I guess like never give up because mm, so good. I mean to me I gave up like he threatened grandma's life he's threatened people's mm. lives Jeez. if I left him and stuff so I was like to not be afraid of stuff because well, when I left he didn't do anything he mm-hmm. didn't do mm-hmm. anything he knew he wasn't gonna win reach out to your sources like there might be like a women's shelter out there you can reach out no one's gonna know they will keep a secret for you they will you can go there and get support help it's like a planning process it's not overnight you can get up and leave but if it's that bad call the cops they're there to help you don't be afraid listen to your friends advice I didn't listen to them yeah you need to listen to your friends advice your family's advice Mm -hmm. they know what's best sadly but true
0: um (laughs) we don't always want to admit it yeah yes but
1: you know, all the little red flags, like, if there's red flags in your relationship, it's not good. Yeah. And the hardest part for me now is going into a healthy relationship and trying to, like, understand, like, when we fight, it's not a fight. It's like, okay, we sit down and talk like adults would reach out to a friend that like, you trust, like, it's for me now, finding girls have been through the same thing. I have like a really good connection with them, because I understand what they've yeah. been through, even if it's worse story than mine. And, Mm -hmm. like, I keep those friends around, and it's great because they're there to support you. They're there to be by your side. And my friend Tia, she, even though, like, after everything, she's still there for me. Like, we FaceTime all Mm -hmm. the time. My other friends, too, they stayed around through the whole thing. And that's how you know you have a true friend. Mm -hmm. When they leave you high and dry like that, like, you don't, you know that's not a true friend because they would have been there for you no matter what.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I just got to say thank you again so much. Um, I imagine it's not an easy story to share. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of heartache. It's gotten and a lot easier
1: of... because Good. now I feel like, it's how, like it could help somebody. Like someone could yeah. be listening to the story and be like, I told it to people like at my work and Good. like people at Wax and they're like, oh my gosh, my friend is going, my friend's daughter is going through the same thing. Well, let mm-hmm. me tell her your story. So I encourage her to do better. I mean some people like will judge and I'm like you need that help and
0: if I can find it
1: like I don't go to therapy anymore like I went there and like she's like you're in a good healthy relationship and like like told me she's always there for me so if I need to call her I can call her and they're always there no matter what
0: Mm -hmm. but there's
1: other resources out there like that I've had legal aid help me with like getting filing divorce or stuff for everything. So just like, if you're in that situation, just reach out. There's hotlines, call a friend, you know, do whatever you can and just get out. And if you need a straining order or anything like that, like everybody's there to help you out and you have to make the first step. No one Mm -hmm. else can do it for you. People Mm -hmm. told me all the time, get out. I had to make the decision. I had to do it myself.
0: Thanks for tuning in for today's conversation. If you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at storieswithshelby.com or message us on social media at storieswshelby. We hope you go out and love a great story today, and we'll see you next time.